0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. Ninety-one percent of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: And we're back on a new season of Shift Hour Baracks. I have a good colleague of mine and friend, Daryl Staley, joining us today, CPA at SNK.
2: Thanks for having me, Paul. I'm no, excited, it's an man. absolute
1: pleasure. I, this is this is big.
2: This is the first one, right?
1: Yeah, the first one of the new season. We got a bar this time. We had we had to raise it. That's the one awful dad joke you're gonna get. Cheers. But cheers! Thank you for being here. But uh, Daryl, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Feel free to you know tell a little bit more about yourself and how we got connected, and take it from there.
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm a CPA with SEK CPAs and advisors. My office is uh, right downtown, York. Um, we're a pretty large firm, about 180 folks, uh, spread out through uh, six offices, most of them in central Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm a tax manager. I uh, focus on mostly small business, um, or closely held business, and uh, in, in the consulting, advising, tax planning, tax compliance, um, end of things. So work with a lot of clients throughout a lot of different industries. Uh, I'd say a lot of what dominates my time is construction. But uh, I think you and I got connected through a good buddy of mine, Brian Corman, who's an attorney out in Barley Snyder. He made the connection when you were in your prior ventures, right? You were getting started with a small business yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, And that's how you and I got connected and just kind of have grown from that, really kind of find ourselves with a few mutual friends now, um, you know, both here in the York uh, York market. So things have been going well. We've always stayed connected, Mm -hmm. you know, both similar ambitions, similar grind. So it's been great.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, taking it right from there, with you working for a firm, how how do you approach that? Do you feel like from a firm standpoint, like, hey, you know, it's one thing where you have the company as a brand, its own entity, but then you have yourself, which is an extension of that. So how do you, I know you're always out in the community, so how do you really kind of put yourself out there and really, you know, differentiate yourself under, you know, the SEK umbrella?
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting dynamic here. You know, you got the marketing professional and then the accountant. like, well, how how does that come together? But I mean, so we do have our own marketing team, um, the SEK brand, which is great, right? It, it provides me instant credibility a lot of times when I walk into a room. Um, but we kind of spoke about it. It's it's mostly about me selling myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and me being involved um, in the community showing that I care, um, and, and building trust. It, it's relationships. Uh, that's really what my business is about. It's about building relationships, building trust. Um, and a lot of those, a lot of times, it's it's those things come before I do any work for anybody.
1: Yeah, um, where you have almost, there's certain circumstances where if you can build that trust up, your expertise and your kind of other things you bring to the table from a value proposition standpoint sometimes come secondary because it's that like human trait that kicks in. It's just like,
2: Right. And uh, I, you know, I heard a quote, like people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And it kind mm-hmm. of, kind of follows that motto. Right. And, um, you know, I feel I set set myself apart. I feel SCK sets herself apart, but you know, a lot of people can put numbers on a tax return and, um, submit it to the IRS. Right. But, um, people want to do business with people that they like, and that's really what it comes down to for me, especially from a, a marketing standpoint. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate. Um, yeah. they're in similar shoes, right. They have someone to Kind of back them and give help them in the right direction, but then it comes down to you know self awareness and building that self brand, right? Um, because there's a little part of people that want to work with SEK, and that that helps me sell myself, I guess per se. Mm-hmm. But but really, the people work with Daryl. Um, and don't get me wrong, I have a great team behind me that help me do different things. Absolutely. Um, but it's that initial contact that gets them in the door, and then it you know it's the team around me that helps keep them there.
1: Have you ever come across a scenario either yourself or another colleague in your firm where it's just like, hey, this prospective client like may not be the best fit for me. Let's give it to someone else in the office or vice versa.
2: Yeah, we actually have really been promoting that here recently, mm-hmm. um, taking a a specialist approach. Okay. Right. You know, we have guys that work predominantly in ag. A lot of them are sitting in Chambersburg. So, you know, if I had come across somebody that I that I know and then I like, but I'm really not an ag specialist. So, you know, let's, let's push them towards one of those guys in, in Chambersburg or another one of our offices. Um, And, and same thing from a personality fit as well. Um, So, and, and I'm really on the forefront of the business development, right? That's what I really like to do um, for the company. So, you know, right now I am building my own book of business, but I could see in in future years, I'm going to be building business for for somebody else who Mm -hmm. just, they don't enjoy that that end of our business or that side of our business as much um which is very typical especially in accountants right the introverted personalities yeah it's a stereotype
1: um, it's just like hey like
2: yeah send
1: so, you the books i don't want to talk to you
2: and but. we have we have plenty of people that are really good at crunching numbers but don't necessarily love to to get out um and you know vice versa is i really like going out networking
1: meeting people um and so you're all over the place I've gone to networking events where I didn't know you're gonna be, and you're just like, boom, there. Yeah.
2: I try to get as much as uh, out as much as possible. It's been hard more recently with um, I got a little one on the way, and uh, hey, my daughter just turned three. Love it. So you know, life is life is busy. Um, but you know, you try and do what you can, and you know, very early on, I planted the seeds, and um, you know, just people starting to recognize the name. You know, never where you, never satisfied. You want to continue to grow in that in that realm, but or in that area, but, you know, people people know my name. So
1: when people are looking for
2: people that need help, you know, they, they refer me. And that's what has really taken me next level these last few years. Referrals. Yep.
1: I mean, I can definitely correlate to that where I've I tell people even through this crazy 2020 year we've gone through with COVID is I've barely spent any money on advertising. It's just referrals. And then it's just, Hey, I heard about this or, you know, your client came out and reached out to me Can we want to talk or just like like a total cold approach or just like having some kind of established connection where it's been great in that regard yeah ha- building that rapport up
2: and that's that's how our business works it's all referral based and um sometimes we probably don't do a good enough job of asking our clients that we know are really happy for referrals um but you know usually it just it's, it pops up and we have opportunities and and, uh, you know, I always tell people, and this is probably a good approach for, for folks to have is I don't need to be first on the list or I just need to be first on the list. So when you have an issue with your current accountant, um, you give me a call because you know, outside of businesses in like the startup phase, mm-hmm. um, a lot of really good clients are existing businesses that, you know, they likely have a relationship. So for me, I want to be first in line. So when something happens that goes wrong, you pick up the phone and call Daryl or you know, we talk about it a lot in our world. I'm sure you talk about it a lot in yours is, you know, we're kind of maybe on the back end of it, but like the baby boomers and the transitions of mm-hmm. businesses from one owner to, to a new owner. is like, well, how do I get in touch with the new owner or how do I get in touch with that guy's son? Yeah.
1: Regardless of how strong your culture is, it's like, what's the best way to reach out to you? Cause I see it all the time in businesses. It's just, it's a little different, even if you do have that strong culture or you have strong processes in play. Yep. Just from like an ownership standpoint or just a management standpoint, everyone's got a little different style and how they do things. Yeah. yeah, And We've
2: we've taken up some opportunities. Never really gotten a cold calling. That's just I don't know. And I kind of think it's I don't want to say it's dead, but it's just not a part of who we are. It's not that warm and fuzzy relationship that we're really trying to build long term. Um, and I just I'm not sure that you know people of our age, our generation, really are accepted to.
1: Oh, no, they're not at all. Like yeah. millennials are then. The Gen Zers coming up, it's just they're not really yeah. receptible to those traditional outbound approaches, which sure. are old school sales.
2: It's weird because I found that they are very relationship driven. You know, they love the relationship, but they also don't need to see you face to face either. So, no, they're cool with just a text message. Yeah, but but they do like the the point of contact or the touch, and um and I and I think they're maybe more more loyal than what people give them credit for.
1: Um, I'm, but I'm, it's really interesting. I have a client scenario right now. We'll go into too details, but you know, they're in their particular business, you know, they do get a lot of inbound leads with paid traffic. And it's really interesting where it's just like their ownership, they're boomers. Yeah. They're great. Awesome people. Really successful on their own, right? But, um, they're kind of growing. So they kind of brought me in from a contractual standpoint, just kind of build out their marketing, you know, infrastructure. You know, when Elite comes in, you can have a preference, of preferred method of contacting call on the phone, email, or text. And a lot of their prospective clients, it's all text driven because it's wow. millennial, like lower tier, based on like what they sell. And then, you know, Gen Z is coming up. And it's funny because traditionally, the one co owner who's led the sales process and that overall funnel, it's just like, hey, like, I want to send the email and like I may follow up with text at some point, but it's a preferred method of contact. So me working, getting it ingrained in the process and looking to improve it is like no, we got to hit them. We can hit them email if you're to hit them with a certain PDFs, but you got to text them immediately. Like hey, I just hit you with some information, and then feel free to ask. Let me know if you have any questions. Nine times out of ten, the communication coming back is not via the email, it's via text. Yeah. And it's like nope, no calls needed unless I need to call you, right? Or I want to like see your face if I'm gonna like book this event yeah
2: yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely different there's a lot of clients too where i'll shoot them a text and say hey i just sent you an email you know what i'm sending them is you know maybe there's an attachment or it's too long to put in a text message but that's normal and i don't i don't mind it personally um it, it works for me it works for them um but definitely getting more comfortable with video conferencing now more than ever um so i can see us moving that way we probably should have been moving that way you know, a year or two ago, but more so than ever now.
1: I feel like just in general, like the environment, like with COVID and everything going on, it's businesses, regardless of what their policies are, they had to adapt Yeah, in that regard. And I was used to working remotely primarily in my line of work or, you know, meeting clients on site, depending on preference. I've kind of prior, ironically, the tail end of last year to COVID, like anything I had that included myself and any you know, preferred partners coming on our projects who may not be in the local area. Zoom is our default form of communication meeting. Yeah. So with all this coming about, we're just kind of like, Oh, our clients are educated in terms of what we they need to do. Like this is not too foreign to them.
2: Right. It's one of the things we've been thinking about is, you know, how do we reach different markets for us? Um, you know, bigger cities, maybe like Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, you know, we think even Baltimore, you know, we, we think we have everything that's there to serve large and, clients Mm -hmm. um you know closely held businesses and we can do it from a distance now but how do we how do we gain traction in those get in in front of those customers yeah especially since you know we don't have an office there we probably don't intend to ever put an office there no unless
1: it's just like a share space like you're just going to meet a book of business one day a week. exactly and i think we could be
2: our price has to be reasonable you know paying for the the accountant or the cpa out of york pennsylvania as opposed to baltimore maryland you know is that can we gain a competitive edge there um, and then we're just also thinking, well, what about the accounting firm in New Jersey who's now talking to our clients because they figured out how to um, manage Zoom, right? So the people are probably doing the same things. Um, so we gotta manage our clients in, in that sense. But then also, you know, how can we can we leverage this to mm-hmm. to build bigger clients and build more business? It's just it's a crazy world that we're in right now.
1: Hyperlocal strategy, it's fantastic and it works like being personal, being out of the community. I mean, it's a big advantage for myself. I can definitely correlate to what you're saying and what S E K is about and embodies same way. Right. Even in the like digital marketing space. But I mean, we're ending an environment. We're forced to enter an environment now where it's just kind of like anyone can really compete anywhere. If you get in front of the right cusp, like prospect and like, Hey, I'm kind of interested in doing business. Let's talk a little further. Yeah. So it's really democratizing, a lot of avenues. It's going to make competition very interesting across industries over the next couple of years. Yeah.
2: It's a game changer for sure. And, um, we'll, you know, we'll see see how it affects us. Um, you know, you don't always think of like how the accounting firm um, and even marketing and branding, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes and where it takes us and where it can lead. Um, you know, we have plenty of opportunities here in York, but um, if we want to continue expanding and grow our footprint, which is ultimately what we want to do. When you to see it, what opportunities arise.
1: Yeah, you gotta, you're gonna hit some kind of proverbial ceiling at some point. Yeah, even with a hyper local strategy, it's just where do we go to expand that book of business for our current clientele and you know reaching out to people maybe outside the market. Exactly. So it's it's always interesting in that regard. But um, in terms of we're talking about getting in front of people, I know you're big on getting out. How do you kind of really network and position yourself if you're going to a networking event and networking events, we'll, we'll get into it. They range all across the spectrum, especially depends on who's actually arranging them. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm actually
2: the chair for our YP group, Young Professionals for the firm. And so I talk uh, a lot about this to to the, the younger folks in our firm about business development. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, the way, you know, our grandfather networked isn't the same way that we're going to network. I mean, it's just different, right? I don't think our age group has the same desire to go to chamber events. Um, so no, you got, got not at all. Got to find opportunities. No get... fence chambers out there. <laughs> exactly, but it's just different, right? So we want to find new opportunities, um, and we've done some things. You've attended, like we have a, a young professionals mixer. Um, you know, we had it for our first two years, very basic. You it's really know. cool. I
1: like the free drink tokens.
2: <laughs> Gotta to love it, right? I had a good night that night. <laughs> free drinks and food, people will come, is what we found out. So you know, we, we do those things, but, you know, we want to try and evolve it and, and grow. And, you know, we've thought about different things of, you know, how can we do that to make it fun and light and airy? Um, And, and so it's just, it's evolving that networking, right? And um, it's still networking at its core, but how do you get a group of people together where they're comfortable, they're open and they're free And, and you're learning about you, like, right. I want people to learn about Daryl. I want people to know about, you know, my wife and my kids and, you know, what I do for fun. Um, and then it just turns into, well, this is what I do for a living. And, you know, that's that's what it is to me. And, you know, it's for me, it's never the first impression. It's the second and third and fourth.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. I can definitely correlate that. It's really, it's very rare. You'll hit it off of someone and like write a check the first time you beat them. It's right. almost never going to happen unless... Yeah. They're you're at a trade show and they're they're looking for something in particular. Right.
2: Maybe if you're selling a a, a product. Correct. You know, not the necessarily service completely a completely different though. But yeah, so we it's just it's just staying on people's radars, right? And um, you know, following up with people. And we've had a good opportunity, you know, with the tax law changes mm-hmm. and some new stuff changing in the in the world of audit. Just it gives us opportunities, it gives gives us content to push out to people, right? And you just show you're an expert by doing that. I mean, right? It's you got to find that balance of like what am I giving away for free but what am I giving away that allows people to know that that guy's smart we exist yeah exactly right this I, is I who need I to am. work with that guy he knows we what want he's to help you about. out yeah exactly so I've I've done the ref, I'm in the referral group and, you know I, lo- I love it um you know very good people but other than that it, it's just trying to find people that I can find things in common with um, and then you know developing their relationships and staying on their radar and, and it sounds simple but like I'm a big fan of just putting reminders in my calendar. Like I live by the calendar. I do and too. I, I don't want to think it's inhumane to do that, but you know, Hey, follow up with such and such and, you know, just see how they're doing.
1: And I've told dates <laughs> who wanted to go out and get drinks. I'm just like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's just like send a calendar request. Cause like <laughs> I may forget.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just the world we live in. You know, we're super busy and, and it's easy to access it with our phones and
1: keeps us on schedule. Keeps in sync. Especially when things are crazy and, you're working in this kind of grow yourself in your business. Yeah. Yeah. So networking for me is just
2: putting yourself out there. Um, and, and I will get it when I walk into a room of people I don't know, I'm uncomfortable as well. Like I kind of, you're like, well, that guy's an accountant, right? Like he's, <laughs> he turns into that intro, he turns into that introvert. Um, But once you start to meet people and, you know, you, you kind of figure it out mm-hmm. and then you really feel comfortable once you have one or two success stories is like, Connecting people,
1: right? Oh, it's the best thing in the world. Or
2: asking people to connect you. I mean, I found out how easy it is to connect people. Um, you know, if I know what you're looking for, I feel comfortable after you know, I've met somebody and developed a relationship for them. Well, hey, Paul's a good guy, and you know, John's a good guy. You guys shouldn't meet, mm-hmm. right? He's right down your alley. That's exactly what kind of business you're looking for. Let's get them in front of each other. And nine times out of ten, good people are happy to meet other good people absolutely it's just
1: at least let's have an intro i mean with just last night on mason dixon business connection the facebook group awesome group we got going thank you yeah appreciate that yeah there's a lot more i want to do with it i mean we're just tipping the iceberg it's been a busy year it's been a good start though what less than a year for sure yeah started off literally jan 1st yeah it's all virtual right now but we're gonna be looking to do some physical events here as things open up but um Client of mine, he asked, hey, does anyone know like a great business attorney can do this? And I said, Brian Corman. And then I talked to him today just on some related client work. I'm like, you talk to Brian? He's like, yeah, he's awesome. I'm like, uh, you're going to be a good hand. He's like, oh, great. That's good to hear.
0: Yeah.
2: Simple perfect. as that. I'm like, that was easy for me. Yeah. People appreciate that more than you would ever know. And and that's part of it for me too, is just building a network of, of people that I can trust. So I can say, you know, my prized client, I can say, hey, go see this individual. And that means more to them. Makes you look good. Yeah, it means more to them probably than me completing their tax return. You know what I mean? So it's it's just great stuff and just becoming a, con- a connector of people. And, uh, you know, certainly you want to have like your, your your center of influences, your, you know, your core group of mm. uh, professionals. But more people you know,
1: and, and it's just the better you can help. Yeah. I mean, that's business dev in a nutshell. But I really tell people, to me, that's the emphasis of marketing. It's just you have all these strategies and ways to implement it, but at the end of the day, what is marketing? You're connecting your product and service and or yourself to other individuals. So if you can be that ultimate like connector in the community, to me that's the most wholesome form of marketing oh. possible.
2: It's fun, right? Like oh, yeah. I mean, maybe not Definitely. fun to everybody, it's fun to me. Like, yeah. you know, you just gained a client. Oh, I didn't even know I did that, right? Or well, you know, you just you just made a huge win and oh well, cool, I just I just had fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you helped them out, it's just like, hey, like Yeah. It, and I get that's that's me. That's not Every other individual, especially every other individual who is like selling themselves, mm. or, you know, kind of selling their own brand or developing their own brand. Um, so, you know, but even I like step outside of my comfort zone in in some of those aspects. And and if you want to grow and you want to develop business and you want to sell yourself, you you have to, right? And you know, it's get comfortable being uncomfortable. So you kind of got to oh, yeah. take that step. A thousand percent have to. Got to take that step every once in a while. And um, so it's easy, kind of easy for me to say because I'm a people person. I like it, and you know drinks in me i talk to anybody right
1: <laughs> i tell people you know what my favorite spot is network in person like if you go into to an event by get, the bar yeah get posted up by the bar everyone's guards down yeah exactly what's going on
2: well and if you walk in there and you don't know anybody it's like well they gave me this drink ticket or you know whatever i'm gonna go have a drink mm-hmm. and you know maybe help help ease me ease me up loosen me up and just go from there it's-
1: you need it. I mean, even me. I'm a big go getter, getting out there. But it's just like sometimes you go into an event and it's just like I don't know anybody.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What are we
1: gonna do? Oh, just get to meet people, and connect. Because you never know.
2: And I think it's it's important. I mean, you want to be fluid, but you know, I've heard of you know looking who's going to attend the event. See if there's someone specifically there you want to chat with, and talk to. Uh, and and take advantage of it you know you have that opportunity so um if you can and, and most people are receptive to to you just introducing yourself saying hey you know and and you know what if you say you know hi i'm such and such from sek and you know i know a little bit about abc company they're gonna be like wow okay let's go like this person did his cool. homework right yeah what's up yeah Let's talk. yeah what else do you know exactly um you know do a little do a little bit of homework and, and that kind of can set you apart as well. And at the end of the day, you move on, grab a card, follow up with them.
1: Yeah. See if it's fit or not. Exactly. It's like speed dating. That's what really those kind of networking <laughs> events are. Yeah, exactly. I've been married a long time now, so I don't know much about that. But. <laughs> That's the way I view it. It's just like, hey, well, we're going to talk and get a coffee and we're going to get married and sign a contract or what? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do here? What do we want to do? From a client standpoint, it's, it's always funny in that regard. Talking a lot about networking in terms of this, I know you said yourself and SEK is really referral based driven. In terms of approaching, I know you say you work with a lot of different industries. How do you approach those industries when it does vary? And then how do you approach those different generations from like just a positioning standpoint? Like marketing yourself, positioning yourself. Yeah.
2: It it it's interesting. Um I will you know, SEK puts the content, the social media content out there. You know, I'll share it. Mm-hmm. And you would be surprised about how many really solid referrals I've gotten. No, go ahead. How many really solid referrals I've gotten just through like sharing um, social media ads or social media posts from SEK. And and the key is, you know, I'm not overblown. Like I don't have Daryl Staley CPA sitting on my Facebook or my Instagram. Um, but I tried to let people know what I do, right? People just. Yeah, there's tons of pictures of my family on, on my social media, but mm-hmm. they, I think you can also tell to some degree, oh, Daryl's an accountant, you know, it might be through post on the stories or whatever, but, you know, try and get that feel, but you also want to be yourself because back to the people want to work with you because they like you. Correct. Um, so I, I've used that a lot. And like I said, then it's referral based and, and I guess, you know, kind of having the ability to adapt and just know who you're talking to, right? Are you talking to the six year old business owner? Or you, you know, you're talking to like the 25 year old aspiring entrepreneur, you know, and, and just, you know, being able to, to relate to people, yeah. right. How That's do you be yourself, but to.
1: still tailor that conversation where it might resonate with them? Yeah.
2: And I, and I think just knowing that and, and just understanding your clients, not that I have a little black book and I write down everything about all the intricacies about each person, but you know, I know this person appreciates, appreciates a phone call. I know this hmm. person works best with the text. um You know, what, what motivates it, it, those people? It's, that's just a lot about how like the world is, right? Like what, what triggers people, what gets people going, Um, and what are their pain points for me? You know, what makes that person, uh, oh, what makes that person unhappy? A little blooper. <laughs> what makes Keep that, going. what makes that person uneasy and how can I solve it? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's what it comes down to. And again, like the generation before us is much d- different than the generation behind us. And you gotta be, you gotta be different. You gotta be true to who you are, but you gotta be different.
1: And it's really interesting. If this outside we touched on communication styles and how generations vary. I think it's a be yourself authenticity thing. regardless of Tony, I, I find Boomers think that's totally cliche, but then when you talk to more lower tier millennials and your Gen Zers, that's everything. It's like, what do you stand for? Not even just being yourself. What do you stand for? Right. That's becoming more and more important from you know a branding standpoint. Is what does with what you do daily? What does your company believe in? What do you believe in? not getting too much in your personal life, but like there's some general like views if I'm going to buy into like what you all do. Right. So I think that's become a, a more of a sliding scale. It's just like less about uh, authenticity for your boomers. And it's more, no, I need to buy into who you are if I'm going to work with you long-term if I'm going to trust you. Right. There's always a degree of that, but I feel like with younger generations, it's even more important from a value standpoint.
2: Yeah. And most of my marketing is probably, I mean, I shouldn't say specific marketing, but you know, we're telling our tailoring a lot of our efforts towards people my age and probably older, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the business owners. Those are the people making decisions. Um, but I, I see it a lot. You know, a lot of people, my age, and even like a little bit younger are coming into those, um, positions of power, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're starting to own businesses and and helping those people succeed is just, is just awesome, right? Like, um, I don't want to go too far into it, but just a fairly new client, um, they just made some, you know, recent, recent moves that they're growing, they're expanding. I was just like, it's a young guy and I love it. You know, yeah. that's exciting. And um, you know, but you just, you just never know who's watching. Right. So, you know, that person can be thinking, you know, when they have an opportunity, well, I'm calling Daryl. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, cause I know what he's about. So you just never know who's going to, you know, when the next thing's going to pop up. So you gotta be, be prepared.
1: What do you think about, champion clients or your champions where like you said like sometimes you never know it's going to pop up but there are other connectors in the community you know their networkers put themselves out there if you're, you're killing it for them they're going to kill it for you sometimes without you asking, ask you just all of a sudden get a voicemail one day it's like, oh i didn't know brandon said this about me yeah that's awesome
2: it just comes down to treating your clients good treating your clients right and then just doing good work you know that's it's that's it's pretty much that simple Um, And that's the easiest way to gain a referral and it's the easiest way to keep clients. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You could probably tell me, you know, how much an existing client is worth versus a a new client or, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But it's being good to people, being fair. Uh, That's kind of always been our business motto. And, you know, I learned that really early on in my career is, you know, we we try to be fair, right. We try to add value to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, so as a result, that's that's kind of what I've grown up with and kind of one of my core values, right? It's just who I am. So it's, it's the people that you like, you enjoy working with, right? Um, you know, it's how can I help you? Are you growing? Do you have the same drive is that i do those are the those are the people that i really enjoy working with Um, and you know helping them to make their decisions right because you have folks that are really good at what they do but they need a little bit of help on the back end right so
1: and ironically too the fact that you value fairness that's all about accounting (laughs) right make sure everything's clean on the books yeah exactly exactly in terms of Seeking out new clients, do you always look more towards what's the best company fit, or is it a mix between what's the best company fit and what's a fit with you?
2: Yeah, so it's interesting. So like early on in my
1: career, it's a double-edged sword.
2: It was like total shotgun approach. I was accepting everything, Listen, right? Let's like, do it. I, I mean, I've know, been there. Yeah, they were like, uh I can pay you three hundred bucks. I was like, okay, cool. So you know, let's go. Like you know, and let's get it done real quick. And I'd find out that we should have charged them six hundred dollars, and you know. We lost our ass on it, but eh. it helped me grow. It helped me develop. Um, and, and, and now, as I'm, I have a more mature book of the di- book of business. Definitely not where I'm at. I can be a little bit more selective,
1: which um, is awesome when you have that preference. Yeah, especially when you're providing a service, of value. And
2: that's what I that's what I tell the young folks is, you know, you're able to take control of your career once you get into that marketing end of it. Because I can say I can pick and choose a little bit. Um, you know, we want to you know, we want to help everybody, but realistically, we can't. No. so i can i can pick the clients that i enjoy working with um and you know everyone has bad clients right you know people that don't pay on time or don't value what you do um and you know the a- day you
1: sign a client is the day you lose a client <laughs> i mean in retrospect because the highs there it's just kind of like you start dating you got the honeymoon phase 100 percent. i hate to true. say but like the dynamics are very similar but then it's expectations you got to keep them up you got to communicate
2: yeah yeah and that's that's the difficult part right is the honeymoon phase, I mean, it's a good way to put it is guaranteed you're the best service provider for those first, you know, X
1: number of months. How do you maintain that? Um, so things change, you know, and it's outside business. It's just like they got the other stuff going on other than accounting or other than finance and marketing. Sure. So it's just got to find different ways to stay in front of them. No, that's the key, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so it's just always being there for them. I know what you shared with me before. About yourself and SEK, it's the same way I've kind of modeled my business and overall agencies. The fact that it's being an extension of that particular client's business, depending on you know the level of specialization. Yeah, and yeah, we've kind of this outsourced CFO
2: role, right? Really and, cool. Um, so we've been trying to do some of that, and it's it's great, great for us. It's great for the client. I think it's a win-win, I and mean, it's really fun for for me, you know, as well. And um, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a business, a business owner. Why? I'm not sure. Probably because my friend's dad was a business owner and, okay. you know, he had a big house, right? <laughs> hey, um, hey, so I was like, What's this, wrong is with that? Cool. this is cool. This is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to live in a big house. I want to be a business owner. Um, what a but range now, Rover. I, yeah, now I get, now I get to do that for many businesses. I get <laughs> to help them pursue their dreams. So it's, that's what I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, so like, that's, that's kind of where we're at. That's what we're, we're trying to help people with. And, uh. Be an extension of of them like they can look at us as we're almost employed by them in a sense
1: um, in a way yeah yeah it's interesting how that those dynamics work from this an outside provider standpoint speaking of which i mean, we're talking a lot about marketing networking what are you excited with i know i know the tax season kind of coming to an end. it kind of got amended with everything kind of going on yeah but what, what's coming up in business and life that's just exciting you
2: yeah, so, I mean, life is awesome right now. I couldn't be more blessed, um, right? Like wife, beautiful daughter, little baby boy on the way. So, like, life is good. Just bought a new house. Man, yeah, I mean, like, let's go. I'm on cloud nine right now, um, you know, personally. Um, and professionally, things are really good, right? We just had the tax season got pushed back to July 15th because of COVID. Uh, we got through that hurdle. Um, and now we're moving into our summer months, which summer in the life of an accountant is pretty good, you know? I bust my tail January through April 15th. Um, This year, They got pushed, you know, extended a little bit longer, but summer in in accounting is good. And and for me, it's just, it's trying to build those relationships. Mm. This is usually relationship building time. Got you. Okay. And it's good, right? It's golf, it's drinks, it's lunches, it's dinners. It's like all the fun things that we get to do as part of our job. Um, You know, nothing super crazy on the horizon, continuing to try and grow the York office, um, so the York office opened up in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big part of that. I just want to continue to grow that York office. You know, that's kind of my baby. Um, continue to grow and develop in the sense of, you know, helping others grow and develop within the firm. Um, continuing to build that book of business and and you're setting up the York office for long-term success. Setting up SEK for long-term success. Um, and and so those those are like a few of my upcoming goals. We just had like our evaluation, so you know, really excited about like the future and the next twelve months. Um and, you know, we recently just hired a new guy and he's doing great. You know, so like, you know, he's my prodigy, right? Taking him under my wing, trying to help him out as much it's as always I can.
1: rewarding when you can just like mentor someone in that regard.
2: It's been difficult though with COVID, right? Like
1: oh I can imagine. So me trying to do it
2: without him sitting next to me,
1: especially when it's probably more of a hands-on approach traditionally, you know? yeah. how you learn and vice versa in the office.
2: Yeah. So we're getting used to that, but, um, you know, things are going well. Um, you know, we're trying to pick up a few more clients. Um, you know, naturally as, as many people are, we're trying to grow, we're trying to expand, we're trying to take care of our own. Um, it's been a crazy time, right? The PPP and, you know, don't want to dive too much into that, but a lot of the people, a lot of our clients, their eight week periods coming to an end, but it's been extended to 24, and you know just yeah, what's going to go on with it. It's just like a huge
1: kind of like, eh, we'll see. Yeah.
2: We've gotten a lot of emails like, hey, my my eight week period is up, and so we're making decisions like, does it make sense to apply for forgiveness? Don't really have forgiveness applications out yet, but I mean, mm-hmm. not to get into too much of that, but like you know, we're busy, but things are good. Like you know, we're we're healthy, busy, right? And you know, it just it just feels good. We're not overstaffed, we're not understaffed, we're just rocking and rolling and we got a good group of folks and you know it's life's good man Life's good
1: you can't beat it life is good I, life is good i, I tell
2: mean, I, There's a lot of things going on in the world right and i and i get it but life's good
1: hey i tell people i'm practically living the dream practically <laughs> we're close <laughs> you're close we're close it's an extra day off or two a week <laughs> and i'll do more podcasts but new time yeah exactly <laughs> Hey, gotta start somewhere exactly speaking of starting somewhere from, I know we're still technically young. Starting somewhere, else. I'm gonna start on my second. Is that all right? Oh, absolutely. So when when you're on Ship Hour of a Rocks, it's just it's infectious. You know, you want to have more than one. We have plenty of guests that just fall in that realm. It's okay. You gotta, you gotta. So, I mean, especially now that we have a bar this season. Shout out to Jesse, Nigel, Joe, and the crew at Astoria Studios. You guys killed it on I this. I can tell you
2: the last time I sat at
1: a bar, so like, technically, this is the only bar you can have a drink at in York right now. So. Gotcha.
2: Pass that on over here. Oh,
1: absolutely. A little crown.
2: Thank you. Oh.
1: I think I got enough for the next episode. So I'm doing a little back to back today.
2: You're rocking and rolling.
1: You gotta get these in. It's fun. So I'm excited to be back here and in York too. I'm glad so. you had me.
2: This was awesome setup.
1: Yeah. I mean I encourage anybody if you're one you do watch this within the next couple of weeks, hit us up. We're still taking a couple of guests on for between now and the end of the season. But um, before we get too off track, <laughs> sorry. Is any um? I know we still got a little time on the clock. Any kind of shout outs you want to say out there? Any special messages, call to actions? <laughs> I mean, I don't got anything specific.
2: Um, I kind of just went on my rant about you know I just I'm just loving life, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it is what you make it. Um, I'm gonna, you know, you know, living your best life. Buddy told me that the other day. It's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I'm living my best life. I was like, well, man, you just do you. Um, you know I'm just so fortunate right now like like I said with the family life personally professionally things are really going well continues to motivate me um you know friends in my life are doing extraordinary things with Mm -hmm. their work and their career and
1: you know I mean, it's a really not to cut you off an underrated thing is having not just the family life but friends around there who are supporting you and I mean motivation or not but like it's just like infectious that y'all are doing well it's just kind of like rubs off we're all all winning right
2: and like that's that's Big. just
1: fun right like checking in on people knowing
2: what they got going on um and so like i'm just i'm just joyful i don't know if it's the baby coming in a few weeks or if it's the the crown but
1: hey <laughs> we wouldn't get an official liquor sponsor here within the next 12 months that's bet on idea. it yeah there's got to be a few local like companies Hollow? yeah i mean
2: holla at me yeah yeah holla at me <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll have some cocktails but life is really good right now. We're both kind of technically young professionals still, even if we're a couple, you know, we're not rookies, but we're kind of not full on fledged vets. Sure. The rookie and the vet. Are is, we in like our prime? I think we're entering a prime, respectively. Okay. Yeah. I like so it. I'm feeling it, you know, <laughs> feeling like, you know, Jordan before, you know, he gets Scotty and he's <laughs> slamming down with Phil. I like it. But um, I mean, kind of looking back, you just ended your career. What kind of advice would you give? Not just a young like account, but like just a, a business professional in terms of you know a work ethic standpoint, a way to kind of position themselves standpoint, marketing standpoint. Yeah. Now the experiences that you've had, I'd say take chances,
2: take calculated chances. Right? Um, don't be afraid to fail. Uh, I've failed multiple times. I've come to the partners in my firm with ideas. They're like, no, that's not going to work, and and this is why. But knowing that why has set me up for success today, mm-hmm. right? Um, get to know people. It's the world is just driven by people, even though we're getting further and further away from the the shaking hands and you know those things. And, and things are growing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm always gonna do that. I'll I'll be more like conscious, but
2: yeah, just just get just get to know people. Um, I mean, to a lot of extent, it is who you know. Um, it is you know you get to a certain point in your career and you know a lot of people know the same things that you do and and so it comes down to who, who you know and and so that that's important um just put yourself out there right and you know see what happens and and devote yourself to what you want to do and you can be successful in anything and um you know I've put in a lot of time I put in a lot of work and now it's I don't by no means I'm nowhere near the top of where I want to be right, but it's becoming easier, right? It, and um, it does,
1: which is it's funny. It's just like it is getting a little easier, I'm getting a little better at what I'm doing, but yeah, it's just kind of like gotta keep that in mind. It's like okay, but well, like we can do a little more, push a little more, yeah. And one of the things that I
2: I was told early on is, you know, like you do a lot now and you're underpaid for it. So in fifteen twenty years, you can do a little and you're overpaid for it, and it's just the process of of how it works. Um, and so, you know, just kind of put in your time and, you know, make sure you're appreciated in what you do, but, you know, and, and commit to it and it'd be good. Cheers to that. Cheers. So what about you? What are you working on, man? Like,
1: That's a good question. <laughs> I've been busy. This podcast, I mean, it's about to drop next week. So like end of July. We've been talking about the second season since February, yep. Jesse and I. So it's one thing I want to do is just start last year. Love to say, hey, I want to make it more, you know, up the game, raise the bar, literally. It's <laughs> all Jesse and the really talented team at Sorter Studios. Kudos to you guys. You guys brought this to life more than I anticipated. So I think kind of records of that. I just want to continue to give opportunities and platforms mm-hmm. and people to kind of, you know, Present themselves, the value that they do, whatever it's coming on here, whatever it's you know sharing their stories on Mason Dixon Business Connection, yep. whatever, just connecting with them, and if I can plug them to somebody like I mentioned about Brian earlier when mm-hmm. I had a client ask a, a very specific question about like business attorneys. So that, that's one thing is me, it's just like providing value in that way. But alternatively too, it's just you know expanding the book of business, and honestly, just overall growing and. Being able to help as many people as I can within reason, so right. that way I'm not stressing myself out too thin. Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, I, I can. I tend to do it. that,
1: but you want
2: to help everybody, right?
1: Generally, but yeah, you know, sometimes you can't,
2: and you want to help them now. That's the thing I've. I was talking to my wife about it. Is I want to help you now, right? And
1: sometimes now is not always the best time, or you might not always be the best fit. And so right. it's say, hey, why don't you talk to this person? Yeah, or talk to that person, or yeah. we, you know, re-examine this conversation in a little bit for sure sure so it's always interesting in that regard but um other than that living life having fun yeah so i mean i'm a workaholic if you don't know me i mean a lot of people seem to see me up at ungodly hours of the night i just i have like a, a puff daddy clock where he says he doesn't sleep i don't <laughs> feel like i don't sleep sometimes but hey it comes hey. with the territory yeah. it's fun i love it. it to me it's a thrill and people i work with friends of mine clients are extension of my family so that's the way I view it too. Good. One you. big unit.
2: I mean you found something you like to do. And that's the other Absolutely. key is to find something you enjoy, right? It's I don't know that's entirely true, but you know, if you find something you like to do, you never work a day in your life. Eh.
1: Yeah, some days you work. Yeah, some days you work. This morning I worked with some Yeah of the clutter I had a You, you grind know. it out for sure, yeah. some days. But, you know,
2: you gotta find something you're passionate about, for sure, and then you'll rise to the top. Yeah, it makes it easier. Exactly.
1: It's a lot funner that way. I encourage anyone to kinda of approach that conversation or not conversation approach that situation that way. So. But, uh, yeah. I mean we're here, we got a little more time.
2: We wanna talk about. That's good that's
1: a good question. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm at a loss for words. It's been a while since I've been on the mic, so bear with me. That's a good question. I'm really enjoying the setup right now. It's an awesome setup. I'm thoroughly impressed. We got all
2: the drinks you can imagine on the back wall. The bar, you said you raised the bar. But maybe a question. I'm gonna try and get a free some free advice out of you. Go. Right?
1: I normally don't do that. But so, I'm just like only you? hook us over limited these days, but I got you.
2: <laughs> I'm just asking like what what does a person trying to build a self brand like what are the things you can do? Like what do you what would you advise me to do to to take the next step?
1: And I mean thinking as a business, so think about the resources at the S E K provides for you. So from a sales and marketing standpoint, optimize them as much as possible. And you feel like perhaps, you know, hey, like, I'm not sure what I can do with this and you guys have it available to me. Ask those questions. Either you or those out there. It's just majority of companies and businesses, they do have sales and marketing resources available to you. At times, I feel like in companies, they don't necessarily take advantage of all the resources they do have with their staff so to me that's the first step because that's the most efficient you, you know you do an audit what you got take it from there and then the next step is kind of auditing Just say okay i have xyz internally i'm already doing this what do i need to do to really reach my goals so okay i have this these resource, resource available to me what do i need to do outside of that so it's you know do i have to spend more time you know networking Maybe I have to spend a little bit of my own money to get myself a little further out there and presenting those questions to yourself right. and you know, deciding what am I going to implement in outside your company's marketing strategy, developing your kind of own marketing strategy that's tailored and kind of is parallel with that. So see, that's a big thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me. I mean, I, financial advisors, realtors, accountants, kind of in the similar, similar...
1: Especially financial... About- like representatives they, they have insurance agents, right? Yeah, they have the regulations or make things really tough to do independently, but there's still yeah. things you can do. I mean, I've worked with them in the past. There's things you can do that that's outside the scope of the company's, you know, the company resources that might be provided to you. But with that is, of course you gotta go through those hoops.
2: Sure. Yeah. Go through
1: compliance and all that. But if there's still wills way and you can do it and get it done. <laughs> it's going through compliance and all those hurdles. Yeah. So but it's really the end of the day. It's just like outside your company's intended customers within reason. How can I get the people I really want to work with? Like what do I have to do might do a little differently that um, I might have to invest outside the scope of my company? Right. And or re- recommend to the higher ups. Like, hey, I'm seeing a trend. There's other CPAs in the firm seeing a trend. Like we need to focus more on, you know, paid ads to get in front of people in Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah. How are you going to do that? Well, you know, there's regulations involved in doing that, but like, let's put some time and energy in, in doing so because from an acquisition standpoint, it's way more cost-effective long-term than necessarily relying on referrals, which is very long-term driven. It's great once, you know, you got that ball rolling, but it's a long-term strategy.
2: For sure. In play. Yeah, exactly when we're trying to like go to bigger cities, but um, we've been trying to acquire some smaller firms. It's, you know, as we talked about, change transition changing of the guard new ownership you know there's opportunities for us in the accounting world you know to try and take over but it's it's key to find the right fit you know as with it, anything so um yeah it kind of goes hand in hand with that But that's an easy way to grow right is, is to buy <laughs> so we've, we've been thinking of thinking about that it's always a topic of discussion um you know for us and how it's an it's, it's alternative
1: or a way to grow that's a very <laughs> interesting concept too i mean a lot of like bigger corporations companies where like they'll they have one brand in one market or one particular niche you have your parent company but then it's just like they position themselves as somebody different right in a different marketplace yeah but it's just like this is how we can best relate to this particular customer rather than doing it this way right yeah so
2: what are you seeing in like locally york like york's everything going on you're staying busy you know i i kind of spoke to you before we jumped on. Now, a lot of people I think would say, well, marketing has got to go,
1: right? That's the worst thing you can do. I... Absolutely worst thing you do. You need to double down your marketing, COVID or not. It doesn't matter. If there's any time where you feel like you are necessarily in peril or in jeopardy, if you do have a little cash flow or expenditure debt, you can expend. Put it in the marketing rather than taking it back. Double down on what you know, and get in front of the people you need to get in front of. You. Let's actually make it little make it make sense. With well, that being said, is look at what your competitor is doing. The Majority of them are likely going to be tracking back on their ad set right now. Understandably, like there's operation costs go up. You know, there's a lot of variables in play. But how are you going to generate more revenue? Especially if like you're tapping out your current like customer base, who's you know that core focus. You got to acquire new customers. Point blank. Right. And if you don't do that, you're at risk to a failure at that point. Yeah. It's a crazy time, but it's an opportune time, right? Like, oh, it's a huge opportune time. Yeah. So it's just, that's the last thing you should scale back on. Yeah. It's marketing, quite frankly. It's yeah. so honestly scaling back on other areas of your overall business prior to marketing because, of course, ultimately sales close the deal, but like marketing gets those prospects in front of your sales team. Yeah, sure. Whoever those you know decision maker might be, might be the same person who's marketing, you know, may not be, depending on the complexity of your organization. But you cannot play defense. I mean at this point, current climate we're in, defense is over, it's time to get back on offense. And the companies who would succeed through this kind of climate are the ones already back on offense and getting back on offense. The ones playing defense, they're either gonna stagnate or i are not gonna be a player here ten years from now.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: So that, that's a real biggie. I know there's a lot of external factors that might factor into that. But in general, opportune time, unopportune time. Look at your marketing dollars and look how you're tracking it and spending it. If you ne- can't necessarily spend or track where you're spending your marketing dollars, that's a huge red flag at that point. So that's the first thing I would look at if you know you're at a time right now is what can I track? From like a return on investment standpoint i'm doing really well on like let's say google like you know pay for click ads great yeah. double down on that awesome you know it's working you can track it double down on it If there's an area where it's like oh you know we've done print advertising on billboards for years we're still doing it right now we don't know if it's returning any business that's what you should cut back <laughs> and put into other areas that you actually can track yeah but seems obvious yeah well, I mean, but people, it's not. I get it. It's not. It's just because <laughs> when you have complexities or organizations, it's like, hey, we've always done things this way. Sure. Yeah. And there's a way to track things, even like billboards, when you go the digital route. Mm-hmm. But it's it's setting up those, you know, ways of measurement where you can actually see, like, okay, where you've got X, Y, Z from this particular marketing initiative. So that's why I would advise to anybody in any kind of uncertain climate, COVID or not, looking back on it.
2: Yeah. Be interesting to see where we are in a year or two years from now as just a
1: result of all of this, right? Like some businesses are gonna get really ahead and some are not gonna be here.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I hate to say it. So I mean, we'll see in due time, but I wish the best for everybody, but I mean we're in an environment right now where things are getting really like shaken up. So right or wrong. I know some businesses it's we're getting to the point where it doesn't matter how much cash flow or how much security you have, it's just like you're getting affected at this point, so it's just like, how can they stay afloat?
2: Absolutely. We'll yeah. See. It's a good time.
1: I think it's a good time. I think it's a very opportune time.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So,
1: not to take that out of context, but
2: yeah, exactly. Where there's always an opportunity in everything, and you just got to find it. <clears throat> and that's kind of what I would advise people: is <clears throat> it's an opportunity, like you said, double down, right? Get aggressive. Let's make moves. And
1: yeah, double down on what works and what you can measure. Where you actually know, hey, I'm bringing X, Y, Z in when I spend A, B, C. Otherwise, it's just like why you're spending the money. Yeah. General brand awareness. What is that? If you can't quantify that, pull back right now and put it on something that you actually can track and measure. Right. Right. And if you can't, feel free to contact Shift Out Consulting Group. Shameless plug. <laughs> but on that note, Daryl, anything you want to wrap up on? we're closing out here today
2: i appreciate you having me um i had a blast you know in my time working with you i found very quickly that you are an extremely educated individual you know exactly what you're talking about um love that you've had me on here this was this was fun
1: Um, we'll do it again um well maybe we'll have to have a a power arrow panel you brian and a couple other uh, that'd be that'd uh, be be a lot of fun i was always been thinking about that like it's we had a, a a nice crop of guests in the first season, but after some of the second season, have a little like a like live stream or like special event with like multiple guests. Yeah, it would, might get ugly. It could, could get very ugly. Yeah, we might need another bottle of <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's Yeah, yeah. But no, it would be fun. Um, you know, and what did I said earlier, like you enjoy working with people that you like.
0: Oh, well, absolutely.
2: You're a good guy. Great guy. <clears throat> Appreciate you having me on. Give me the opportunity. Um, it's been real. It's been real fun.
1: Absolutely, Daryl. We'll do it again soon. But on that note, Ship Rocks. We're back, streaming on all, all major platforms. Check us out, like, comment, share, and we're signing off.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected.